Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. With the uh, 14th selection in the 2005 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select Thomas Davis, linebacker from Georgia. Well, that'll help chase the quarterback around a little bit, huh? It absolutely will, especially when Michael Vick was the QB in the NFC South. We got the Vick stopper and Thomas Davis. Another fun draft moment when the Panthers selected TD in the 2005 first round would undergo three ACL injuries and still come back as one of the best Panthers of all time. One of the crazier stories in the last 15, 20 years, especially here with Carolina, embodies the mantra of keep pounding. That is this franchise's slogan. We're going to be at his house tonight. No, not his actual house. As Casey Steve wrote in, they were listening to the show. He and his wife. He said his wife actually thought that we were going to TD's real house. <laughs> No, no, sir. no, just 1058, the restaurant in Uptown, but it's going to be a lot of fun. That is where the WFNZ draft party is going to be. It's going to be a lot of fun. That was a fun draft moment. I have TD evaluation on draft day from Mel Kuyper, so we'll play that a little, bit, a little bit later on, too. It was pretty cool to hear. And also some Cam Newton evaluation. You can tell us your favorite draft moments in Panthers history. You can still do that by texting us at 704-570-9610. In the next segment... We'll open up the phone lines again. But right now, we got to go to one of the last editions of the Prospect Duels. And I guess I'm up first, right? Because I have the win from yesterday. We have this thing. No, you you have the win from yesterday. I did. Because you gave imaginary wings to Fiddy, and That's that was right. enough. Yes. So, okay, you have the wings. You have the win. You get to go first. Let's go ahead and start at Prospect Duels. I challenge you to a duel. Good afternoon, Queen City. I am the pass rusher that will help take Brian Burns to the next level while I also eat off the quarterback as well. I'm only 20 years old, so I'm a young prospect brimming with potential. I go 6'3", 266 pounds. Well, how can I help Brian Burns do that? Let me tell you. He's interested in 2022 first team all Pac-12, but I led the country in solo sacks. I had 13 and a half of those. Oh, and I was a nightmare for quarterback. 56 pressures to be exact. So quarterbacks know my name. They know my jersey. They know how my cologne smells. I put on cologne just so the quarterback can know it by the end of the game because I'm going to be in his face so much. I was a unanimous All-American. Voted as the best defensive lineman in the Pac-12. I won the Pac-12 Pat Tillman Defensive Player of the Year Award. And then you want to go analytics? I had an 82 defensive grade and an 81 pass rush grade this season. Back-to-back 80 grades from Pro Football Focus. I've been described as having crafty hands. I have a plan when I get back to the quarterback. That's why I get to know him so well. I understand timing. I hustle. My alignment. Versatility, productivity is elite. And oh yeah, did I mention I'm only 20 years old, so I'm going to keep getting better and better and better. Lots of quarterbacks know my name. And Queen City, you'll get to know it as well when myself and Brian Burns become the premier pass rushing duo in the NFL. Think about the Steelers. 
Think about some of the great pass rush tandems you had. Lamar Lathan, Kevin Green. Think about Peppers and Mike Rucker. Think about some of those sack tandems you had, and you're about to get that in me. We'll holler. The cologne smells, by the way. You put on too much. I just want you to know that's what a lot of the QBs say. I don't need no cologne. My production smells good. Scott, Fitty, I hope you're listening because I'm about to tell you why you should draft me in the third round. Just want you to know that. Our team went 11-2 and two a couple of years ago, and I was a huge reason why. I had over 1,000 yards just receiving alone. I had 10 touchdowns receiving a couple of seasons ago. But not only did I help in the receiving game, I helped in the return game as well. 11 total touchdowns because I got a special teams TD. I can do it all if you want me to. This past year was pretty solid, but the team got worse. So my stats dropped just a little bit, yet still I was able to amass 27 total touchdowns in my four-year career. I was productive not only at my initial school, I was too good, it was too small, so I had to go to a big-time Power 5 conference, only played seven games in my sophomore season, but even then, my first year in the Big 5, I had 400 receiving yards and a few touchdowns again in just seven games. The last couple of years, I combined for over 1,600 receiving yards and again, 27 total touchdowns. Great ball skills. Fiddy, I know you always laugh about that. I threw that one in there because I know that's a quality you want me to have. Excellent after the catch, even as a return man. I've got great hands, and I had a very strong senior bowl. So it's not like I just showed up against the competition that was playing against me on game day. I showed up against the senior bowl prospects as well, where everybody is looking to get their payday. Everybody is looking to get drafted. And I still had a strong afternoon. Select me. I'll give you some imaginary wings, 100% just like yesterday. Somebody else said, Finny needs some imaginary girlfriends. Look, I don't know. Maybe we could talk something out. I'm just going to throw that out there if you want to draft me in the third. With that being said, my blind resume is done. Fitty, the floor is yours. Can you get me into the Uptown Cabaret or the Gentleman's Club? Sure thing. No doubt about it. Okay. <laughs> I thought going into this, I thought I thought West was going to put a rap on it. Oh, I, yes. I really did. I thought he was going to come out, and he had a great line. The whole thing about the cologne is, is good, but also... If other guys are smelling you, that's just a little too weird. Well, you don't have to smell good to play good. I, I just play good. Yeah, that's all I, I mean, need. Yeah, because actually, if they can smell your cologne, you ain't sweating enough, <laughs> which means you ain't working hard enough. I agree. I think that's a great point. But also, I've said all along, I like offense over defense. If I can get this type of value, this type of reduction there at 93, that means I could probably go defense at 39. We're going to best of nine. Walker wins. Yeah, that's, that's trash. That's trash. His <laughs> argument didn't even compare. My guy led the country in sacks. Was a unanimous All-American. Like, stop. He ain't going to be there in 93. Yes, he could. I if saw he was mocked, that, could he be first I saw him mocked in the third. I'm, I'm just saying, I this character, Come you on. won't get that from me. Like, I, I accept the result that I'm going to work harder that instead guy of complaining. That guy and my guy doesn't even compare. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm not going to complain like that for any decision you make, Mr. Fitterer, so I appreciate the choice, and I uh, just want you to know my character will always be top-notch. Right, right. All right, right let's right, reveal right, it. Right. Uh, the winner today, it's me, and I had Jaden Reed out of Michigan State. 
A lot of people really like him at that portion of the draft. At 93 overall, he was very productive. Now, they were 11-2 and again a couple of years ago, and then he did have that 1,000-yard season. Fantastic deep threat where he had 17 yards per reception. So, excellent guy that's able to get into the end zone. And if you think about it, with this year's team, something I probably should have said during the blind resume, but I got the win. Who cares? Adam Thielen, DJ Chark could be the deep threat for sure, mm-hmm. but if he's hurt, then Jaden Reed could come in here and really help you out while DJ Chark is only on a one-year contract too, right? So if you decide to let him go, then Jaden Reed could come in and he could be that deep threat for the future. But also he can be your special teams player. I think he also showed you with 11.6 yards for reception, he can also work closer to the line of scrimmage. I really like Jaden Reed. A lot of people do. That's why I picked him for my prospect dual choice today. Yeah, I like him too, but one 1,000-yard season in four years and he only had 630 yards last year as opposed to the nation's leader in sacks coming from a power five conference. Uh, uh, Fiddy, I don't think you'd be employed long if you had a chance to pick between those prospects. Man, That's man, no way to talk to an NFL yeah. GM. It doesn't even matter at this point. It doesn't even matter at this point. I was Thule Tuipolotu from USC. Anything else you want to share on it's how much just you a like trash win. Trash win. Are you pouting? This is the worst one ever. <laughs> it's okay. It doesn't even compare. You don't even want to Kinda talk. Kind of like Leakin Riley. He's a sore loser. Uh, is there anything you want to tell us about Thule, though? Yeah, Big Cat Dan agrees with you. If that helps you tell us a little bit more about Thule, Wes won that. Big Cat Dan says that you should have won that one. So, yeah. But you, you think he'd be a good pair with Brian Burns? Yeah. 13 and a half sex, 56 pressures, and he's only 20. 6'3, Come on now. Back to back good seasons analytically as well. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Okay. And oh. and pass rush is a, a more premium position than wide receiver. All right. Sounds good. That is. Um, it is. It's just so contradictory because you've no, you've it's said not. It I've said from the beginning. Process. No, I said I'm I'll take offense no, over defense. When I rank the premium positions, I say quarterback and pass rusher are the top two. I've said. that. Remember, he wasn't saying that when I picked pass rushers, though. I just want you to know. Like when I had well, Isaiah you didn't McGuire. pick a good enough one. I picked the best one. <laughs> B- I picked the best one. DJ Ojolari, Isaiah McGuire. I'm just saying. You know, just see it. All right, 404. They're saying Wes won that hands down. Yeah, look, man, you're not the person right, picking. Thanks. That's fine. Fitty is the one. I'll be the people's champ today. I'll but, take that. It's, it's like when they used to do the AP and the coaches poll for the national championship. One was right, one was wrong. I'll take the coach's vote. Um, Let's talk a little bit more about what we (laughs) want them to do at 39. So, do you care at all, right? Like, I I do think if you go wide receiver at 39 or defensive end, you're probably looking at that position at 93 again. And now, it it doesn't mean you pass up on some fantastic cornerback or linebacker. I, I just think those would be the top two positions of need. And so I would like to address that in the draft. I know you had in the rundown as well, we should give more consideration to cornerback. Just how much consideration should we give it? It depends the caliber of prospect that you have. But with J.C. Horn's injury history at this point, it's starting to get to a level to where you can't necessarily trust 100% that he's going to be available. We see what happened to them when they played Tampa Bay and he wasn't available. So I think that that's a position. If you have a chance to get a really, really good player that you feel like could be a big-time player in this league, I think that's a position you have to take a look at as well. I don't think you're 100% solid because you know I'm not a fan of Dante Jackson. Then with J.C. Horn's injury history as well, then with the backup showing you what they showed, if you have a chance to get a corner that could turn into or be a starting level corner day one, 
then I think you have to take a hard look at that as well. I, I just think maybe we have not been talking about it as much because clearly Scott Fitterer values, values excuse me, getting a cornerback opposite of J.C. Horn and just the position itself because you're talking about J.C. Horn, eighth overall selection, trading a third-round pick and Dan Arnold, who was helping you at least somewhat, right, to go get C.J. Henderson, a top-ten pick at that same position. You traded for Stephon Gilmore, that six-round selection. Oh, yeah, and then you gave Dante Jackson a contract. So if you are trying to read between the lines on how much they value one certain position, cornerback might be where you start. Because that's the thing they've invested in as much as any, maybe outside offensive line. But really, that was just last year, right? Like, offensive line finally came around. But two years ago, their first moves were signing Pat Elfline and Cam Irving. Those are the first two moves of free agency. People were like, wait, what's going on? Cornerback, they really tried to. But they missed. J.C. Horn is not a miss. C.J. Henderson absolutely is a miss. Dante Jackson, you could disagree with the contract. I like him fine if he's healthy, but he's not at that cornerback two spot. And so, remember, they even drafted Keith Taylor, who you know tries to make, you know, he's not very good last year, but I did like Keith Taylor at the very beginning of this process. So maybe they value cornerback enough to take that position in the second round, given what we've seen in their history. Yeah, I mean, as I said, you've got to look at that if you're the Panthers as well. So it's just going to come down to the caliber of player and your draft board just determines what you're going to take at, at which position. So we'll see. But I think that's a position they need to look at uh, more and more because the last couple of seasons, when you talk about grades, Dante Jackson's 61 in 2021 and a 55 last year as far as defensive grade. His coverage grades were in the 50s as well. So if you can find a guy that you feel like can be – because if you hit on him, okay, yeah, you still have Dante Jackson sitting there, but if this guy comes in and beats him out – and then you have a really good corner to pair with J.C. Horn, I think that only helps your case. And then if J.C. Horn goes down, you have a guy that can that can step in as well. So, Is there a position that you think would be a, a bad move to go after in that second round? In a quarterback, clearly, because they're going to take care of that at number one overall. I, I don't know if there's one that would be... Safety. Yeah, because you have Jeremy Chin already, yeah. Xavier Woods. I don't know why you'd go after another safety at this point. Right, and then luckily there hasn't been anything linked there. Plus, I think safety, I haven't done a ton of research on that position just because we don't think Carolina's going to take one very early, but it does seem like not a very deep class at that yeah, position. Unless you have a Sean Taylor-like, Ed Reed-like, Palomalu-like well, I mean, guy yeah. sitting there, safety. Just, no, you don't need to take one. All right, yeah. You just named some of the best ones ever. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. If there is one up there at the at the top, then maybe you might consider it, but not at 39, not at 93. That'll do it for this edition of the Prospect Duels. We have one more round to go. We'll see who wins the overall series. I have to imagine neither one of us is going to take it well if we get that out. <laughs> so, I'm just warning you, Wes, because I expect that to happen. All right. I might, too, at this point, based <laughs> off the judgment I'm seeing. Yeah, by the way, boss man, <laughs> he just texted all three of us. Boss man, Texas, Jeff Rickard, and uh -huh. he said that was right. Yeah. So you, so you get the people. I got the, the people. people I'll take that. Yeah. Too bad it doesn't show up in the box score. All right. <laughs> we'll move on. A couple more segments to go. We'll have an NFC South QB combo. I did want to play some of the draft day evaluations from some of the more notable draft selections in Panthers history. That is still to come. Plus, we can open up the phone lines as well. 704 570-9610. If you want to call in, that's still the Garage Door Guru text line. But if you would like to call in, share some more of your thoughts about tonight's draft, you can do so at 704-570-9610. It's Wes and Walker coming up next. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.
McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Closer and closer to the NFL draft. Just a couple more segments to go on Wes and Walker. Keep it right here, by the way. Willie P taking over after us. And then he'll go two hours. Kyle Bailey after that from five to nine. He's going to be on air all night. We're going to be also rotating in. Mac and Bone. Well, howdy there, y'all. Kyle Bailey here. Okay. All right. We got a Kyle. I like a Kyle Bailey sounder. Very cool. We need a sounder for everybody. Oh, I've got four of them. Okay. Do you just want to unload the the Bailey sounder since we're not going to hear from him like usual? Um, what other sounders do you have from Kyle? Okay. I like how to y'all Kyle Bailey. All right. <laughs> Is this a bad one? They're, they're I'm, just, I'm scared. All right. They're, they're just they're just really good. All right. I'll just I'll I'll, I'll play them all for you as talking fine. through a conversation. Him and Smoke got into a conversation last night about maybe the Panthers trading back up into the first round. Mm-hmm. Smoke said no, and this is how Kyle Bailey responded. No, you got to have some balls. Okay. I've, you just, when you hear something a little risky, you immediately go, save. Well, you know, I mean, the, he just continued on. Big old huevos. Yeah, okay. There and then, go. I all mean, right. that wasn't and it. Big old cojones, Smoke. Okay, all right. That's Kyle <laughs> Bailey. There you go. Thank you very much, Fiddy. I like how we have Kyle sound. Three of them. You got to watch male Fiddy, genitalia, man. He's man. around. He'll record you, and you don't even know that he's doing it. That's 100% he's true. one of those guys. All right, just in case 50 you... 50 Cent, I'm going to stop it. He's living up to Fiddy. Remember, 50 Cent did that to Young Buck, and he's done it to other people. That's correct, 100%. <laughs> so in case you missed hearing Kyle, or you're going to miss hearing Kyle, we gave you a little bit of what Kyle had to say yesterday yesterday but you can catch him once again from 5 to 9 p.m later on at the draft party i did want to play a couple of the draft day evaluations from the goat mel kuyper here's mel kuyper talking about cam newton when he was selected number one overall in 2011 well i think the thing about the nfl now is the rules and you have a big hit at 65 250 that's able to shrug off defenders you can't hit them low you can't hit them high if you look at Cam Newton, boy, he is tough to get to the ground. He obviously, you talk about Ben Roethlisberger and his success improvising. That's what Cam Newton's going to bring to the National Football League. Cam Newton's way is just instinctively making plays and winning football games. You see the ability here in the open field to make people miss. Unique qualities for a kid that's 6'5", 250, runs a consistent 4'5", 40, strong arm. You don't have to tweak his mechanics, change or alter his delivery any. This kid can spin the football. Accuracy, pretty good. I mean, he's talking about 66% completion percentage. The issue is precision passing. Tighter windows in the NFL. Can he handle that? Cam Newton comes in with a ton of upside, a ton of expectation. Big risk, though. Are the intangibles going to be good enough? It's going to work hard enough to maximize all that ability that he brings to the quarterback position. Here's what's interesting about the Mel Kuyper breakdown. 
is he was a huge fan of his passing ability, which everybody talks about how he wasn't a very good passer coming out of college. But you see the completion percentage coming from him. And we want to talk about the skill set at wide receiver. He didn't I mean Darvin Adams is the guy that you can go to as far as the wide receiver go. Like that's and Sammy what, what were his? What, I, Sammy was he there? I, I think we looked this up one time. If he was there, he was a freshman that didn't play. No, he was there. But he didn't play. I mean, we can look it up. I, I'm I, pretty sure he caught the big pass down the sideline in the championship game. That was no? McCaleb. Ontario McCaleb and the Michael Dyer were the guys, right? Like those. The, my, I'm Michael, looking at it right now. Okay. Well, there you go. We'll get a research team on it. Either way. I mean, let's just say even Sammy Coates was the guy. Like, it's not. We can agree that other quarterbacks have had a lot well, better okay, supporting cast. Yeah. So Sammy wasn't on the team. Right. Mm-hmm. So right, really? like so, you're just talking about Darvin Adams, who I think even came here with the Panthers. Yeah, and that was about it. Him, Terrell, Zachary, Emery, Blake were the top three receivers. Yeah, I mean, goodness gracious. So, <laughs> look, if you are if you are talking about Cam and him coming out of college, I just like that Mel Kiper and somebody that was around the draft so much. He was giving him all the praise in the world with his throwing ability, which I think is interesting because people view him as such a raw prospect coming out of college. Nah, man, guy was good throwing it. He was a good thrower of the football. I think you even saw some of that as his years would go on in the NFL. But when you look at it, though, they did have questions about the mechanics because I remember as part of his pro day, he had the snake charmer that I like to call George Whitfield. He was out there with him, and they were making a big deal about how Cam was making changes to his mechanics and things well, of that nature. Well, just footwork. Footwork was well, the big no, thing. Well, no, it was the throwing motion, too, though. Well, so he yeah, was out I there guess, doing that as well. I guess Eye of the Beholder, which you're going to get some different yeah. evaluations here, right? But Mel Kuyper was saying you don't need to do anything with his throwing motion. Now, the feet, those, I think as even his career went on, people would talk about him needing to change his footwork. Like, that was something that was real a part of it. I felt like a lot of people yeah. were discussing it. Feet connect to the brain. There you go. A lot of people will look at that first. All right, since we're going to be celebrating with him a little bit later at his restaurant, 1058, here is the draft day evaluation from Mel Kuyper on Thomas Davis when he was selected. Combo guy, board, and you look at it, and boom, you look at a guy who can play safety if his coverage skills are protected in the right defensive structure or outside linebacker. And look at a guy who's a striker, one of the best tacklers in this draft. The kid who I think does a heck of a job getting after the quarterback. I know the comparisons out there, and Morton, you know who it was, too. The comparisons with Derek Brooks, I'll, I'll talk about that in just a little bit. And you look at a guy, I'll tell you, as a tackler, when he gets near you, he brings you down. He does not miss tackles. And that's one concern we had with Derek Johnson, not a concern with Thomas Davis. Say he's an impact player. It's going to be, like I say, it's interesting to see whether he will be, in fact, the guy you can utilize as a safety or have to utilize as a weak side linebacker. All I can say is when I talked to people in the league, they said, just mark him down as a defensive player. We'll figure out where he fits in. He's a football player. Yeah, I thought that was cool too, right? So Mel Kuyper, a big fan of the pick even then. And then it took a while for TD to get going because of all of the injuries. But once he did, here, even later in his career, all-pro member, a part of that 2015 Super Bowl run, and also has become one of the more important Panthers in organizational history. And I think that's really cool, especially you go back from all of the story, but him being a legit talent coming out of Georgia, didn't know what position he was going to play. But I think they... I think pretty early on they were going to have him play that linebacker position instead of safety like he was you know featured in at Georgia sometimes but also clearly would go on to be one of the better picks in Panthers history. Yeah, I remember when he came the out there was a big conundrum about which position he would play whether he would be a linebacker whether he was going to be a safety but uh the evaluation was right about him being a striker because TD 
he was definitely the hybrid that he was in college. It was a great move for him to come to play the linebacker position because he was that striker. He was durable in there to get in the box and mix it up and be a real problem for teams in the run game. But then also in coverage, man, how many big interceptions did he make? How many big pass breakups did yeah. he make as well? So his versatility really served the Panthers well, and they hit big on that selection. Well, and I, I shouldn't even really say it took him a while to get going because, I mean, he did have a few seasons before the injuries started to rack up. In 2009, 2010, he missed that entire season. 2011, he only played a couple games. And then he really started to stay healthy for a while and was a three-time Pro Bowler in 2015, 2016, 2017. So it even goes to show you there, age 32, 33, 34, TD still playing at a very high level. Again, we're going to be over there at 1058 to celebrate with our WFNZ draft party a little later on. Uh, can we do an impromptu segment? Wes, are you down with the thing that you sent us in our DMs with a member of this station yeah. dropping some content for mm-hmm. us? Uh, Fiddy, can we go ahead and have a real surprise attack with another edition of the Mock Draft Melee? <laughs> Junior's first mock draft of the season. With the first, second, third pick in the NFL draft, here comes the commissioner. Our very own Evan Smoke Ludwig released his Panthers mock draft. And it is a thing of beauty. We are going to represent our own here. If you got some content, we will put it on display. And that's exactly what we'll do here with the Mock Draft Melee. Why are you giving us the side eye here, Fiddy? What's up with that? What are you looking at? You don't display my content. We talk about HTB underscore Josh. What about my OnlyFans? I fall for it every time. I don't know. It's me. It's me at this point. Why do I do this? This is my problem. Let's go. It's also HTB underscore Josh. Let's go to the mock draft, man. So, Smoke at number one does have Carolina selecting Bryce Young. But a name we haven't talked about a whole lot here at number 39, Wes. You tell me how much you like it. An edge rusher out of Kansas State, Felix Anadike Uzoma. Hopefully I got that right, but that's my attempt at it. Edge rusher, Felix, and Adike Uzoma. And as you're looking it up along with our research team, the third round pick at 93, he has the Panthers taking Nathaniel Tank Dell, the apple of Wes's eye, about two weeks ago (laughs) once he saw his film. First three picks, what do you think of the impact that were graded all A's in this PFF mock draft simulation? I mean, I think... He was definitely drafting for need. There's no doubt about that. So Smoke is the guy that's going to take care of what the Panthers need. And uh, he did a good job. So you like it. Okay, but you got to like Tank Dell. I mean, Tank Dell, I'm you know surprised I you're not. Tank Dell, baby. Yeah, of course. So Tank... And uh, Uzoma from Kansas State, 25 and a half sacks the last two seasons. Good production. So Fiddy probably would have picked your receiver over him, too, if I would have gone with him. But anyway. <laughs> Oh, still salty. We got the next edition of Prospect Duels coming up tomorrow. Now, here's something he did. In the fourth round, he took Nick's. Why do you. Smoke, why are you taking the hard last names? Nick Saldaveri. <laughs> That's a tackle out of Old Dominion. I had Zach Koontz in the Prospect Duels yesterday. He has him taking a tackle out of Old Dominion. But then he had a trade. So the Panthers, in this proposed trade, they would receive pick 126. 190 in the sixth round, 227 in the seventh round, and a 2025 seventh round pick in exchange for 114. That would be going to the Cleveland Browns. So again, 126, 190, 229. 
and they would give up 114. What do you make of that trade that is all sorts of complicated from our very own smoke? Smoke wheeling and dealing, baby. (laughs) I love that smoke would actually do that, make it that complicated. Round 32, he had a tight end. Brenton Strange out of Penn State. Anthony Johnson Jr., he did draft a safety, but it was in the fifth round. Hopefully you're okay with that as you go deeper into the draft. He had another trade. Smoke had the Panthers receiving 169, 212, and a 2025 seventh round pick and giving up 145 to Dallas. So two trades, collecting a few draft picks and giving up some. Did you like that move? Do you like this idea of collecting more bites at the Apple, if you will? I like that, man. I like Fitty, or not Fitty, but Smoke going up and down the board, yeah. doing what he wants to do, making deals, wheeling and dealing. I wonder if he kissed stealing, too, while he's doing it. <laughs> so here, here's a hometown pick. Grant DeBose at 190. I saw that. Sixth round pick, 190. Grant DeBose. Now, the problem with Grant was that he did not have a good 40 time whatsoever. But he was very good at Charlotte. I remember his first seven catches with mm-hmm. the 49. I'm not exaggerating. I think in the first two games, he had seven or eight total. And all of them were highlight worthy. Every single one of them as Chris Reynolds was throwing him the football. So this is someone that can go up and get it. He is an athlete. I do think he runs better than his 40 times suggest. And he's also a bigger wide receiver. I think that can help in the red zone. So I know you also like Grant DeBose being a part of this team later on. I think he would be great, man. And hopefully he could be a hometown Panther that would come in here and just make some noise. I think he would have a chance to. I think the odds are good for him if he can come in here and pick up things. I feel like he could make an impact. All right, Dante Stills, defensive lineman, and then Mohamed Ibrahim, halfback. Ibrahim was nice. You like that one at the very end. Was nice. Seventh round pick. Yeah, he was a good pick. He tore the ACL two years ago, but he's Minnesota's all-time leading rusher. I did that bowl game because they play ACC teams. Uh, in bowl games, and yeah, Ibrahim is nice. What do you think about drafting a halfback maybe in the fourth round or later? So you get your first three taken care Depends of. Depends on what kind, but yeah. Zach Evans you know I is love running back. Zach Evans is someone that we talked about having some depth, and while you always joke about my inability to want to pay running backs, yeah, I know. like drafting them. I do. It makes all the sense in the world to use your fit. That's exactly what those things are for, right? Taking some of the better running backs in college football, with the fifth round pick that you have and then having them wreak havoc on a smaller deal and then it's time to get paid and then we'll see what happens. But Zach Evans was somebody that we talked about in a mock draft. He was out of Ole Miss. He's a a fun prospect to talk about. So Miles Sanders getting that big deal. You have Chuba Hubbard. We thought there was a, a possibility they could bring back Deontay Foreman and Miles Sanders, but he didn't. Scott Fitterer didn't. Foreman goes to Chicago. So maybe you could find another running back in this year's NFL draft. To me, you can never have a good, enough good backs because you know guys are going to miss time throughout the season. So I'm with that. All right, let's go through some prediction times real quickly before we go to the end of the segment. Oh, you that's your question. Never mind. I'm not going to ask it because Fitty has a question. In the last segment, we will not do that. I was about to undercut you. I did not mean to do that. I apologize. Instead, we'll go to your last Fitty Flash of the day. What you got for us, Fitty? There are some people on the text line that are uh, backing up my OnlyFans account. Yeah, who so said he's your cameraman? It's you know, disturbing. It's, it's definitely worth your time. <laughs> um, around Major League Baseball last night, the Braves, they won their third straight against the Marlins. They're right now in a weather delay against Miami. They travel to New York to start a four-game set with the Mets tomorrow. Meanwhile, the Mets, they've lost two games at home this week to the low-life Washington Nationals. (laughs) 
if they get swept tonight at home, you might have to check on me because I might not be here tomorrow to talk about it. And, of course, tonight, whether you're coming out to, to celebrate the number one pick with us or not, the Knights are at home against Norfolk. Uh, first pitch, 7-0-4, where Thomas Davis will throw out that pitch there. So he's going to go right. from his house to his Busy restaurant man. to the ballpark. Busy night tonight in Uptown Charlotte. But, of course, we want you all out there with us, 1058, to help ring in a new era mm-hmm. of Carolina Panthers football. Busy Uptown man is Thomas Davis. I did have one question for you. I was going to ask if you've ever done something like that outside of the siren sounding that you did for the Hurricanes. But – Katrina just came in here with a mug for us to sign yes. or a thermos or whatever. And so I've not been asked for my autograph many times in my entire life. One time it happened at an Atlanta airport when somebody confused me for being Andy Roddick with my hat backwards. And the other time <laughs> was just about an hour and a half ago. How many signatures do you have out there? Like how many people when you were playing for Wake Forest would come and ask for your autograph? Well, Florida, when I was there, we had to do the fan day. So we had to sign stuff. So those are there. Uh, Wake, I think I did it a few times. And then, uh, Hornets, I feel like I took more pictures than I was about anything. To, I was about to say, I, I thought maybe you would I get a few. I might have signed something once or twice, but that was mostly photos. But it was really just the pictures. Yeah, that was about it. There's I only... signed a couple babies' heads. Did you really? No, not really. I would never sign a baby's head. I didn't know. The Florida football, it, it's a little different I'd down there. I'd say, what's wrong with you, man? I, I thought maybe, though. I don't know. <laughs> That's I thought... what I would say to the person. Yeah, I thought maybe you were getting your Ricky Bobby on yeah, and signing some baby What the hell's wrong heads. with you? Fiddy, did you have anything? How many times have you been asked for your autograph because of church league achievements? Dude, the line, the line was too long. Also, mm. 704 number texted in. Let it go. No OnlyFans account for you. Mm-hmm. That's my dad. Is it really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Dad. Papa Fiddy. Oh, sorry. This is awkward. Yeah, sorry that Fiddy revealed. You got to do what you got to do to pay the bills when you work part-time <laughs> in radio. Oh, no. That's tough. Yeah, sorry Papa Fiddy had to learn the hard way. But now you know that your son has an OnlyFans account. <laughs> One more segment to go. Wesson Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. P just walking in. Good to see him. Good to see everybody happy, man. Beat bopping around the studio. The Planet Kia Studio. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ broadcasting live from the Planet Kia Studios. The best place on Earth to, on the planet to buy a car. Earth, the planet. I mean, it's really the only one unless they have one on Mars. And in that case, it's probably the best car to buy there, too. Visit them on East Independence or online at planetkianc.com. Everybody had a different type of energy today. 
I'll tell you, Wes usually will. It's hit or miss, the kind of energy Wes is going to walk into the fishbowl with. Sometimes he's jamming to his tunes, listening to whatever. But today, what were you listening to? I was listening to uh, Drop Top Music by Ross and Boosting. Okay. It's vibing. You were. You were vibing. So sometimes he'll come in and yell. Sometimes he'll come in and grunt just to try to set the mood. Sometimes he won't say anything. Today, Fiddy, you weren't there, but today he comes in, he starts dancing, and then he daps me up. He's like, dap me up, dap me up. And I'm sitting there just working and on my I'm computer. Dancing like, All with right. the dap. Yeah. And Fiddy was yelling at the beginning of the show. Feels like everybody's excited. Yeah. Everybody's excited Everybody's for the draft excited party. For free wings and it's going to be fun. Draft. Um, so now we have everybody creating mock drafts. By the way, <laughs> you just went to your PFF account. I did once I saw he did it. I said, "Well, let me jump on here. <laughs> I'm going to make one for the Niners too." But they don't have. They have a. You really have to be well researched to do the Niners. About to say uh, draft because all of the third round, fourth round, fifth round picks that they had, they have like four thirds, like three fourths, or something like that. Mm -hmm. So you got to be well versed in your prospects to do that 49ers one. But for the Panthers, I got that A, man. I'm uh, the one I got to knock for. Well, you so, can tell them. Well, no, you, you got the A, and then you were bragging about it, and then you got a D for the second pick, and then you said you don't give a bleep about the Yeah, the everybody's got to right. take some risk okay. on some prospects. So so number one pick, you went ahead and did it. You, you did it. You took <laughs> Anthony, <laughs> you took Anthony Richardson, yeah. number one overall. It did get an A on PFF, it if you did. do care about that kind of grade. You took Tank Dell at 39, and that is the grade that got the D. The PFF yeah, big man. board said he should have been 45 or later. Yeah. You drafted Chandler Zavala with the 93rd selection. Big nasty guard. Yeah, B+. Plus, and then you finally drafted an edge at 114, Nick Airbig. It was an A-plus pick. Great value. He was 64th on the big board. Corey Trice, cornerback out of Purdue at 132. And then you just did a five-round mock. Nick Salvadari, Salvadari, once again. Well, same. I did the four mock, but that was all the Panthers' picks. Oh, right. Okay, so you didn't trade, right? Because Smoke had some trades, yeah. and that's why we got to the seventh round. So you took the tackle out of ODU. Do you want to tell us your thinking on some of these prospects? <laughs> I went by value and need, but I okay. went value first. As you see, uh, the tackle I got at 145 was ranked 91. Corey Trice, the corner, was 77th. I got him at 132. Uh, and then Nick Herbig from Wisconsin was 84th. I got him at 114. I do this in my fantasy drafts, but it always blows up in my face. Yeah, uh, that's how it works. I pick a guy value, and I'm like, oh, man, I got value. He's trash. You know, what? what's interesting to me <laughs> is how many people out there hate mock drafts. There are a lot of people. We do not. We think it is easy content, and also it's fun because it's just a good way to introduce prospects at 39 and 93 and whatever that leads to the duels and all that stuff. Yeah. But if you do hate mock drafts and you listen to this show, I am sure you are one that is very happy that the draft is here yes. because it means you don't have to listen to them anymore. There, there are some people that just absolutely can't stand it. No more mock draft melee. So we've we've got, I don't know. I don't know if we'll bring another one tomorrow just for a second. It would be cool to have smoke. End it out, though. But what we will do. What will we, we do? We will give the top 10 prospects for the 2024 draft. That's what we'll do. Who is doing that? I will do that. I love reading mock drafts after the draft. Are you over. trying to go with the way too early yes. draft rankings? I love it. Already? Just the top 10. <laughs> yeah, right. Thank you, Roy. That's what they'll be picking next year, right? You said what? Oh. You said what? What did you say? Nah, I said nothing. 
I don't even know what you said. We pick in 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> we, yes. Because I said that's what y'all would be picking, right? There's that we again. Yeah, speaking French. Or he what would the Jets the be picking, Fitty, if they're going to win the Super Bowl? What would the Jets you're really be? about you're to Jet do this. Fitty. You're really about to do this. <laughs> this what are the Jets going to pick? I'm telling you, people, like he's making this transition to the Jets and his fandom. Yeah, and look, if if, if they draft uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba tonight at 15, all those weapons. So stupid. It's going to be hard to resist the urge. I mean, what what do I have to, to gain sticking with the Cowboys? Literally nothing. Your pride. Just at least stick with them. I, I mean, you, you, you would destroy someone for doing this. You would destroy someone for doing this. Bald, overweight. Oh, I have no pride. I would love it if he left them and then the Cowboys made it to the NFC Championship. I hope game. Dak Prescott. I mean, he tried to go back. Dak goes for like a, a like a forty three and six type season, yeah. touchdown to interception <laughs> ratio, throws for fifty two hundred yards. Yeah. I can't wait for that and to happen. Loses to Brock Purdy in the NFC Championship game. Yeah. That'll be lit. Uh, yeah. But then Fiddy will be trying to scramble back. You know, oh. Can his elbow throw passes in the second half of an of an NFC title game or no? No, no. Let's. Uh, hey, this is a happy time. This is a happy time. <laughs> stop it, you two. Stop it right now. Let's. Go Go to what happened on this day in sports history and it out strong for us, Vinny. All right. I got a lot to go through really quick to set up my question for tonight. On this day in 2017, Texas A&M defensive end Miles Garrett was the first overall pick by the Cleveland Browns in the NFL draft. And then chaos would follow. Chicago would send a third round pick and a fourth round pick and a 2018 third pick to the Niners to switch from three all the way up to number two to select new UNC product Mitchell Trubisky, who only started 13 games at the college level. Also, the Chiefs would trade up to number 10 to take Texas Tech quarterback Pat Mahomes. And then Deshaun Watson is taken is the third quarterback taken in the draft as the Texans trade up to number 12 to get their then franchise quarterback. We believe the draft starts after the Panthers make their pick at one no matter what west says the draft starts at two okay how many how many first round draft trades do you see happening tonight oh that's hard to predict over under in just the first round um is there an over under set that we have access to 3.3 okay that's made up uh, <laughs> i don't know why you'd go three <laughs> that's weird i would go I'll go four because we expect so many trades to happen and it never does. At least here recently, we haven't seen nearly as many. So I'm going to, you know what? I'll go three. If the OU is set up at 3.3, I am going to <laughs> say three. Give me the under for that mark. Where are you going, Wes? Um, I'm going to go over. I think it's going to be some teams. I mean, I can see Arizona. Uh, I can see the Texans. A few teams I can see making some moves, and then I think some teams are going to move back into the first round, especially depending on how the quarterback movement goes. Yeah, how many trades do you think is going to happen in the first round? Feel free to get those photo finish text in, 704-570-9610. Do y'all think Lamar Jackson gets a dealt tonight? Oh, that's a good question. I don't think so. I don't think it happens. I say no. But it's a good question, though, because this would be about that time. And we expected Aaron Rodgers maybe to be dealt tonight if it didn't happen just a couple days ago. Well, you know, he had to have his own day in the, in the sun. And you're going to give it to him as you change your fandom. Colin, he just texted in. He just texted in. Fitty scouted the Colin, NFL. Colin, I got a ball. 
Fitty just scouted the NFL and selected the Jets? Exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. It, yeah, I, I don't get it. I really don't. And I'm trying to figure out a quarterback that you hate mm. going to a team that has a history of losing. And then that is the thing to get you to be a fan of said franchise. I want you to know that last night at like 7.04 p.m., Nick Wilson called me, and I answered the phone, and I said, are you at my door ready to strangle me? Mm -hmm. And then for the next three minutes, I got maliciously and violently cussed out. (laughs) Good. (laughs) I'm sure people are happy about it. All right, that'll do it for Wesson Walker. Keep it right here. Just keep it here all day long. We have you covered. Willie P. about to take over. Then it's Kyle Bailey. You're going to hear from Mac and Bone. You're going to hear from us. You're going to hear from Jeff Rickard. You're going to hear from Thomas Davis. The draft party, it is set to be lit. It's going to be from 5 to 9 over at 1058, and we are going to be broadcasting all day long. We appreciate you joining us today. Day. Keep it here again tomorrow. Tune in 12 to 3 and all day long. We'll have you covered on the first overall selection, 39, second, third, all the rest of the NFL draft. Sports Radio 927 WFNZ. Willie P is a klutz.